0: Right. Well, um here we go. Episode number 2. And um it's been really cool receiving all the feedback that I received over the last couple of days since I launched the first one and just sort of threw myself out there. You know, you, you're on you're a little bit tense or anxious for a couple of days and it starts coming in and all the love and and the encouragement that just continue comes in to um reinforce it's just super. Uh, I'm just super grateful for it. it, it, it and act, actually, it's a reminder for me to um, return that sort of favor back in kind, right? Like that that gesture of encouragement or reinforcement, or just reaching out to somebody out of the blue or something like that, and that, the power that they can have on somebody else. So you all doing that for me? I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. You know, uh, I've been working on something for the last couple weeks. I, I come in and out of it, but I've really been committed to it, where if I, I find myself thinking of somebody, I just stop, whatever I'm doing, and I pick up the phone and I text them, or I'll send them an email, and I just reach out, say, hey man, just thinking of you, hoping this is well, hoping that's well, or how's your son or daughter, or how's the new job, or, or whatever it is, and I've I've really enjoyed that. And so I'm going to keep doing that. But um, anyways, it's not, not really what I wanted to talk about today. Um, how this process is working for me, I think, and I, I, it'll grow as I get better at doing this and get more organized. But, um, you know, over the course of a week, I, I'm i dealing with life, you know, <clears throat> things come into my head, people reach out, ask questions or whatever, and I get stimulated by uh, actions or activities or energy or thoughts struggles, and it gets my mind thinking, and um, I just spend a lot of time processing it, and sometimes I'll write it down, sometimes it just stews in my head, and I figured, well, what better way to record how I'm processing my struggles than to just do it over voice, you know, and I've tried while I'm driving, or even running, so when I'm driving or running, it seems like I come up with cool shit, I don't know what it is, I'm sure you could science me, and figure out like why that is when you're when you're running or engaged in another activity that your mind is freed up to think, but um, then I just don't ever really document it. So what I've been trying to do is just take little notes over the course of the week and run through things in my head, and then um, I'll I'll have a dialogue with myself sort of about that. And then I want I know like hey I want to record this podcast so I'm going to sit down and I just jot notes. And I try to create an outline carry my thoughts through and it seems like it's working pretty well but um I, that's kind of like how this process is going so I have like a note sheet in front of me and sort of organize the conversation where I want it to drift and then but I still want it to be sort of um impromptu of where my thoughts go and and then and then uh, that way the rambling and the, the conversational aspect of it will, will stay pure and Authentic instead of rehearsed. I don't like rehearsing or scripting. But over over the last week or two, you know, I find myself uh, struggling with a couple things, and it's um uh, like like taking things personal. I've been using this. Hey, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. I say it out loud to others. I say it out loud to myself, and it, it sort of helps, you know, allay the the sensitivity to that that emotion. But, um, you know it's not a not a solve all, but uh and I started trying to figure out why, why am I taking things personal, or why do you get insulted, or why do you get bothered by stuff? It's unintentional, and I just kept thinking about things, and then, along that whole vein is parallel like like my relationship uh and I feel like I'm not being the best partner in my relationship that I have been in the past and and especially not the one one that i desire to be today or tomorrow or through the future and, um i i find myself being aware of being selfish more selfish than normal in taking from the relationship um and and it doesn't mean that i'm actually taking it also means also that i'm not giving as much not in terms of quantity necessarily all the time, but also in quality, you know? You could you could do an ounce of one thing that means tremendous value to somebody else, and it's huge. Or you could do a ton of something that is only marginally valuable to somebody, and that might be just as huge, but it's probably not. So, you know, I, I try to think of these things in terms of uh, quantitative and qualitative assessments. But anyways, I, I find myself hyper aware of, wow, I'm really being selfish right now in this moment. And there's subtle, subtle tells rolling of my eyes or a sigh or body posture or a tensing up. And it's like, why? Like, I I love this other person. I love this relationship. Why can't I, I don't want to have to suppress. I don't want to have to suppress not feeling like I want to do something. I want to actually feel like I want to do it for the reasons of wanting to do it. It's, it's the conversation of the, the, the old husband and the wife, like the wife telling the husband, Hey, you want you to do the dishes? And I was like, Hey, I want to do the dishes. I don't want you to do the dishes. I just want you to want to do the dishes. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's sort of that. It's, It's not about washing the dishes. It's about you wanting to want to wash the dishes. And, um, so that's kind of where my headspace has been at. It's not like anything's wrong or broken. I mean, we're on a vacation right now in the Turks. It's it's gorgeous, uh, relaxing, in love. Like the whole nine yards, it just feels that, man, she wants to do this thing. I I should want to do that too. Maybe that's not the activity that I want to do, but just want to be with her. In fact, not that I necessarily want to just be with her. I want to be with her while she's... Shining brightly because she's doing something that she wants to do, and the energy that she gives me becomes more powerful than had I not been with her doing something for myself and the energy that I got from doing that and I think well, in order to articulate this even better i was i just i go back to my military career um and i'm i I started thinking about it in terms of um uh like main effort supporting efforts or operations and logistics. And so let me let me let me talk about this for a minute. Like in the in the infantry community in the Marine Corps, we we always had this joke between operations and logistics. Well operations drive logistics. Well, you know, operations isn't worth a shit if logistics can't support it. And there was always this this back and forth. And then in, in the better units that I was with, that relationship was really, really close and tight and sympathetic to each other. And in the the units that I was with, both small scale and large scale, that 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 relationship was was contentious at worst or just struggled you know at at a minimum and um so anyways basically how it goes is we have operations we want tactics we want to do something we have the mission and we're going to go here and we're going to do that and you have sound tactics and capabilities and limitations off of uh what what men can do and weapon systems that you bring to bear and then you design the logistical plan to be able to support that and that's one way of thinking. If you're a operator, and then, but if you're a logistician, you kind of get sort of insulted. It's like, yeah, hey, like you're asking me to do the impossible here with your grandiose operational plan. It would be better if you did this, then I could support you here. And then operationally, you're saying to yourself, like, well, well, yeah, that's not sound tactics. And so this 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 balance between operations, logistics, oper- in in one of the best units that I was with uh, three, five, it was, uh, Bob Pittig. I love the guy commanded by, he was operations officer commanded by Pat Millay. And, uh, we had, uh, Robertson as the uh, S four. They just created an S seven operations logistics. It was, it was a marriage and S three is operations S four is logistics. So we just started coining it. Hey man, it's wonder twin powers. Uh, let's activate like we're the S seven. I was actually the assistant operations officer at the time then, uh, working for Bob and, uh, our, our unit cohesiveness that, that trickled down all the way to the lowest person, lowest Marine, uh, was better. Our combat efficiency increased, uh, because we call we called ourselves the S seven. And basically it says like, okay, Hey, I know that these are the, the soundest of tactics, but if I can't logistically support it to the fullest extent, those tactics are already marginalized. Uh, whereas if I concede a little bit of so, the soundest of tactics and I accept some things that are just a little bit less doctrinally sound or savvy to the situation, not I mean, not the critical ones, obviously, in order to allow logistics to operate at a, at a greater efficiency or, or, or greater efficacy, the, the sum of the parts then becomes greater than the whole, so to speak, right? Um, it, it's another conversation of the perfect plan executed too late fails, whereas an imperfect plan executed on time and aggressively ends up being better than the plan ever would have been, and so that's that's kind of I'm going back now into thinking about that like I don't want to be this human being that is operationally selfish or or it's me so selfish that if I just if I just say, hey I'm gonna accept this my partner will then be able to give more and then we'll be able to drive farther forward. It's, and it's, it's, it's this give, take relationship, right? But it's, but it's not really give and take. It's, it's all about consideration. Um, another, another way I was, I was thinking about it was, um, we had main efforts and supporting efforts. So tactically speaking, maybe you had three or four maneuver elements that were, were engaged with the enemy. You would, you would pick one of them as the main effort. Everybody else was to support that effort's uh, success. And it was clear to everybody what the main effort's mission was. And it was clear to the main effort's mission what each individual supporting effort, how their their piece of the pie played into them. And that was really cool. It was always a point of pride to be the main effort. Like, I'm doing this and everybody else is supporting me. Well, what happens is is the main effort goes and it's those horse blinders on so that it can only see forward and it's just thinking about their thing. Hell or high water, I'm gonna do this, and everybody else needs to support me. And that's great if everybody else can keep up, you know, tactically, operationally, logistically, whatever. But you know, sometimes it's it's in the main effort's best interest to just slow down a little bit, or to change this a little bit, or to take a deep breath, or to just choose something else in order to allow that supporting effort to be better at their job. And recognizing that when you are the man is huge. You know, we, we walk in this world of, hey, be confident, be bold, be aggressive, leadership, follow me. And and that's all great, but I just see this huge pattern shift of everybody wants to be aggressive, everybody wants to be the man or leading the show or in charge, that they'd never take time to consider that them being on center stage as successful as they are sometimes they need to just allow some of the, the background music to play or some of the supporting actors to have lead for a little while and, and and we call that like a shifting of the main effort from time to time and it shouldn't be any one main effort sometimes it is you know in the military some some highly kinetic operations like the main effort is the main effort and it's how it's driving but it's not all of the time those are the exceptions the majority of the time it's like hey the main effort going forward but it needs to shift to another unit for a little bit we need to support that in order so that they can stay in the fight or so that they can achieve the high ground so that, that we can shift it back to the main effort right and so now I'd like hey we got unit one unit two unit three unit one's going down range they're the main effort unit two unit three are doing different things providing security and um bringing up logistics and then we get to a certain point and then unit number one has to say, oh, wow, I'm going to provide security for a little bit so that unit three can bring the logistics up and reinforce me, maybe with some ammo and some water. And, and while that's happening, unit number two is just going to continue to be a supporting effort. And then once I get resupplied with ammo, now I can be on the high ground and provide security so unit number two can be the main effort and move down forward. And it's this... This this choreographed effort of just ebb and flow of shifting who has, and let's not even use main effort and supporting effort. Like, let's just say who has priority fires, or who who has priority, or who who is the one that's got the initiative, you know? And anyways, I don't want to get all military, but it's just this concept of in my life, I find that I'm taking more of this main effort role in my partnership, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I can imagine, and I'm in relationships with friends that constantly think they are the main effort. And then I get frustrated because it's like, hey, share a little bit, you know? And so I don't want to be this person. And so anytime I'm feeling something uh, in my life, I take a look real quick. Like I'm receiving this and it's making me feel a certain way. I always try to check back in and say, what am I doing that to others? And and if I'm feeling that way, I'm using that as an indicator, a signal, or a trigger, to just do some self reflection real quick and make sure that I'm not doing that to somebody else. It's a it's a twist on, you know, uh, don't throw a stone in a glass house or pot calling the kettle black type thing, right? Well I just I just set that as a a behavior, a thought recognition thing for me. I'm starting to feel something. I'm starting to feel anxiety. Hey, am I making anybody else in my life anxious? And I usually start with with Nicole first, and then family members, and then closest friends, you know, and and I think you can prioritize where you start the thought process, if you're you're looking at this from a a business perspective, or a a friendship perspective, or a relationship perspective, or or whatever it is, but that becomes valuable to me, Um, and I don't, I want to stop there, because I think that's easy, but I want to go back into this um, give, take, give, take, because that's what uh, like shifting of the efforts or operations drives logistics, but then logistics got to pull, yeah, got to that's English uh, has to pull operations and and in the flow and the changing. I just it's, it's just a shifting of sorts. It's a it's a reprioritization, a temporary reprioritization at times to to satisfy all verticals to optimize everything, you know, and it and it it can come off as a oh that's just a that's just the basic give take relationship, and. I, w- I want to say no. I believe relationships are give and take in one sense. And it's, I like to tell my partner, I'm only going to take what I need and I'm going to give you everything that you want. To me, that's a, that's a, that's a beautiful give-take relationship. I'm only going to take what I need and I'm going to give you everything that you want. And if that's reciprocated, it to me, that takes care of Wants and needs in the right hierarchy, and I, I want to do another podcast maybe next week or something about the difference and I think want and need is directional. Um, but anyways, this is about I don't I don't think this shifting of main efforts is a give the give take conversation. I don't I don't like thinking love is a compromise because I don't I don't find it a compromise. I'm not compromising anything my relationship. I'm making decisions. I'm making decisions to do something different. And if I'm always thinking about, oh, well, I'm compromising. I think compromising leads to regrets in a, in a weird, twisted, psychologically energetic way. So I don't make compromises. I don't make trade-offs. I make decisions. I'm choosing this or I'm not choosing this for these things, these reasons and the reason I'm making those decisions is because I recognize that even though it's not something that I want 100%, it might be 80%, but by giving you this so that you cannot have 60% and you can have 80% now we're above that 160. We're both optimized in, in moving forward. And so I don't like concessions or compromises. Um, It's just, it's just not cool. You know, friendship, I don't think friendship is give and take and compromise all the time. I think it's, it's just genuinely, um, shifting, shifting of this, this, this main effort concept. It's like, oh, okay. Hey, like this is your turn. Love it's, it's hey, this is your turn now. This is my turn now. And for me that I'm, I'm going to work forward from today, moving forward, like bringing this back to the forefront of my thoughts so that I can fight this feeling of just this self-awareness that I'm being a little bit more selfish in what I want to do. You know, like, yeah, I want to go fishing, and I want to go spearfishing, and I want to ride a boat, and I want to get drunk. And I recognize that, yeah, that's, I've been doing that for the last six days. And it's okay to, and, and, and my partner's been, Sort of allowing that to happen because cause she realizes like that's that's valuable to me and that's part of my vacation. But I also want to return for her, you know. And um, I'm just shifting, and I'm getting just as much fulfillment from walking on the beach, looking at shells, going for a dip, having a cup of coffee, uh, watching the sunset, and sharing the companionship with her that I would be had I been out there spearfishing, drinking rum, and and looking for creatures, you know. And they're both satisfying. Um, not to tell you all my personal business ramification vacation, because it's not really that. You know, I'm I'm also modulating the story to highlight the point I'm trying to bring out, I guess. But ultimately, it's like, hey, knowing your turn. When is it your turn? You know, when is it your turn to, uh, like like at theater, you know, in the lights, and you got your your you're talking. And the light's on you, but then the light has to move to somebody else in order to tell the story for good theater. There's a lot of other stuff going on in the background, actions and and whatnot. That's part of setting the stage and the scene. But like the spotlight's on the person that's supposed to be giving the, the greatest amplitude to the story or to the to the production. It's that person's turn. And when you have supporting characters that are overacting, it detracts from where the spotlight is good theater doesn't need to have spotlight because we don't need to do artificial things to bring attention to the one person because it just, everybody else knows their role. And then when it's the next person's turn, they start their role and the supporting actor does that. They allow that person to have the center scene because they know that that's how the story is going to get communicated the most artistically and the most wonderful and the beautiful, right? And so I, I, you know, getting best supporting actor or actress award, it's, that's a, big deal. I think I think that's a huge deal. Because that's knowing your place. That's knowing that you don't have to walk in the room all the time and be the loudest or just, just everybody else has to stop what they're doing to give you the attention like it's it's recognizing timing and being patience. And being patient. It's knowing that in a in a relationship, like I want to share this with you, but I know When I share it with you, the timing for me to share this right now, I want to get off my chest, but it couldn't be any worse timing for you. So I'm going to wait and tell you later because you're engaged with this or because you're in an emotional status state of this, or, or I'm going to share this with you, but I'm going to, I'm going to change it a little bit. Even though I I feel this strongly about it, I know that if I tell you it this way, it's going to have an effect on you. I'm considering you. Um... And so it's just, just patience, taking your turn with with your sharing and spotlighting. And uh, I'm gonna get better at that. I don't know if any of this makes any sense with you all, but um, I'm also not gonna do like this conclusion and recap everything that I talked about. But I do think ultimately this is this 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 concept over the last 15 minutes or so. I believe is weighing on me being more sensitive, emotionally sensitive, and taking things personal when people do, because I'm, I'm so focused on this. I'm so focused on wanting to be more patient and take my time and, and give back, and I'm, I'm hyper aware now that I'm being selfish, so I'm trying to auto-correct, and I'm finding that I'm taking things more personal when somebody doesn't give me that courtesy in return. And, um, I I definitely want to dig into, uh, this, yeah, hey, just stop taking things personal. But I believe that shifting patience, sharing, making decisions, not compromising, being deliberate, um, having intentionality in, in how you're doing things can, um, is all a small part of taking things personal, but it's something that you can do and pay attention to, to. To be better in your relationship, whatever that is, whether it's friendship, business, love, just social doesn't doesn't matter. Whatever that relationship, even hey, how about this? How about even even the, the even with the relationship you have with yourself? That's something that I hadn't really thought of. Like, I mean, that's a very important relationship. I don't think we talk about is what's what's my relationship with myself. Is it one of respect? Uh, Is it one of true consideration? Is it one of patience? Is it one of discipline? What's the relationship I have with myself? I'll probably end up going for a run today and just start tossing and turning over that one. But anyways, um, hope you all had a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas looking forward to continuing doing this and again thanks for everybody's support um, that's all for today